Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Good evening. Are y'all tired already? Some of y'all said yes. So here's the deal. I, I really enjoy making this deal, especially when students were in middle school. Um, I could talk for a whole hour, or I can talk for 15 minutes. What do you think? Two hours? Two hours? It's our first night. It's our first night together. Um, this, I really do want to um, give you some thoughts to think about tonight, about who God is, about who you are, and about how God's uh, life and love has impacted you. Um, I want to encourage you with this. Um, I'll take about 15 minutes. And if you've been with me before, you know this. Here's the deal. If you fall asleep, I'm going to go an hour. Deal? Deal? Look at your neighbor. Make sure the person next to you don't fall asleep. You going to stay awake? You're not going to make it? You're going to make it? All right, all right. Let me pray for us, and then we'll get started. Heavenly Father, thank you again for tonight. Thank you for an amazing time of worship. Thank you for everyone who is in this room. Thank you for the youth leaders. We thank you for the church. We thank you for the youth who are in this room. Uh, Lord, that we are never too young to be living lives fully devoted to you and knowing your love. Would you, by your power and by your spirit, give every one of us here minds to understand you more, hearts to love you and understand your love for us, and eyes to see you more clearly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're not timing me, are you? Anybody timing me? don't Don't time me. So one time I went to Chicago a few years ago. I went to Chicago and had Chicago-style pizza. Show of hands if you've ever had legit, legit, not like you went down the street and it's the store said Chicago pizza. I mean like you went to Chicago and ate some pizza. Show, raise your hands. Yeah, it's good. So before I went to Chicago to visit some friends, I did not believe that there was a difference between regular pizza and Chicago-style pizza. And people got saying, oh, Chicago style, who cares? Pizza is pizza. How can you make pizza any different than making pizza? So then I go to Chicago, and my friend is in the apartment. He's on the third floor, and he orders a pizza. He said, George, wait till you eat this pizza. You're not going to believe it. It's more than better than anything you ever had in your whole life. I'm like, this is just hype. This is just hype. He orders a pizza. It's me and my wife. It's him and his wife. And he orders the pizza, and he gives me the pizza comes. They ring the doorbell. I got to go down three flights of steps. He gives me a four, he gives me $40, two $20 bills. I'm like, why do you give me $40 for one large pizza? Eh, okay, maybe he just likes spending money. So I start going down the steps. And I get down the steps. I give the guy $40. I say, keep the change. And he hands the pizza into my hands. And right in, I realize something's different about this because this is heavy. Then I go all the way up the steps. And if you've never had Chicago-style pizza, the, one of the biggest differences is that it is about that thick. The crust is at the bottom, but then the crust comes up along the side like this. And in the middle, somehow, like a bowl, in the middle is sausage and pepperoni, and all the toppings you like are like in the middle of the pizza. 
And then they cut a slice. And instead of just getting a little flat slice, when you pull it out, all the stuff falls onto the whole plate. I only ate one slice of pizza and I was full. Chicago style pizza. If you've never had it, it will blow your mind. I'm sharing that with you tonight because before I had that pizza, I believed that there was no possibility that pizza could be better than what I had already tasted, but it was. And I want to encourage you tonight, what if there is more to following and believing and loving Jesus? What if I told you that there is so much more than what you have experienced or what you expect? I'm going to challenge you with that thought that the rest of these days that we have together, that I want to say to you, there is so much more. I want to read to you the verses that we're going to focus on this weekend, and then it's out of the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 61. I want to read these for you. It says this, the spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. We're going to be focusing on those verses alone all weekend, but this, tonight I want to just focus on this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This was written in the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament. Show of hands of the Old Testament is your favorite part of the scriptures. I know a lot of people are like, that is so boring. But it was written in the Old Testament. I want to tell you something else about the Old Testament. Show of hands if you've heard of a man in the scriptures named Samson. Show of hands if you've heard of Samson. What stands out to you about Samson? His hair. What else? He makes bad decisions. He does make some bad decisions. Yes. His what? His what? Somebody said it. His strength. He was very strong. Where did his strength come from? God. Huh? God. God. Why do you say God? Because he gives us everything. He gives us everything. Ooh. All right, listen to this. If you were to read Samson's story in the book of Judges, he was a very strong man. And people always ask themselves, where did Samson get his strength? Let me ask you this question. Anybody heard of a man named Ray Lewis before? If Ray Lewis was standing right next to me and you saw him and he was very, very strong, would you ask where he got his strength from? No. Where does he get his strength from? He's got big muscles. Huh? He works out a whole lot. But Samson was strong and evidently people looked at him and said, where does he get his strength? And if you look at the scriptures, it seems like he got it all just from his hair. But if you read the scriptures again, you would see in the book of Judges that in every moment that Samson does something strong, there's a sentence usually right before that act of strength. And that sentence says this, the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. And then he's like, And then a few verses later, if you read it, trust me, read the scriptures, it's right there. And then it'll say, the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. And he's like, right? And then a chapter later, it says the spirit of the Lord came up. And then he's like, that was so weak. Y'all are really tired. Y'all are tired. But 
in the Old Testament, many times in Scripture, it has about how the Spirit of the Lord came upon people and allowed them to do some amazing things. But in this Scripture, it says, not the Spirit of the Lord just came upon me, but the Spirit of the Lord is on me. It's not going anywhere. And Jesus, in the book of Luke, there's a moment in his life after he was baptized and after he went to the wilderness, he stands inside of a temple and he reads the Scripture and he quotes the Scripture. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Jesus made a declaration that changed everything. This is the moment that life went from flat pizza to, anybody remember what kind? Chicago-style pizza. When Jesus stood up and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, changed everything. Why is that? Well, one is that Jesus was identified because the Spirit of God didn't just come upon him and leave, and come upon him and leave, but the Spirit of God stayed upon Jesus. He was identified by that. I want to tell you, I want to see if you can identify who I'm thinking about right now. Let me see. I'm going to give you a clue. Ready? See if you can guess. Red cape. Superman. Okay, okay, okay. All right, hold on. Let's see if I, I'm going to give you another identifier and see if you can guess who I'm thinking about. Got it, got it. Uh, floss. Orange crush. Who said it? What? Fortnite. Okay, I'm gonna give you. Let me see. I'm gonna give you another identifier. Let's see. Ah, red hat. Red jumper. Huh, who said it? Mario. Good, good. Let me see. I'm gonna think of another one. It's gonna be tricky. I'm gonna give you another identifier. I want you to see if you can get it. Oh, let me see. If, let me see. Y'all might not be cool enough for this. Let me see. Beehive. Beyonce, you got it. All right, last one, last one, last one, last one. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. I'm going to give you last identifier. Last identifier. The adventure starts here. What? RVR. Y'all weren't ready for that one. Did you know it's like the tagline for RVR? The adventure starts here? Y'all didn't know that? Y'all weren't ready. So... Jesus was identified by that. I want to read this to you. This is my last point. Am I still within my 15 minutes? Here's my last point. I want to read this to you from scriptures. I got seven minutes. Thank you. I'm going to read the scripture very slow. All right. In the book of John, there's a guy named John the Baptist, and this is his testimony. John chapter 1, verses 32 to 34. I want you to hear this. This is how John knew who Jesus was. I gave you a few identifiers, and you could connect that to someone else. John had an identifier that would help him know who the Messiah was, and here it is. Y'all ready for this? John chapter 1, verse 32. The John, then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him, and I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this, Jesus, is God's chosen one. The identifier that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, is that when John was baptizing people, there will be one person. He didn't know who Jesus was going to be, but at one moment he was going to baptize someone and the Spirit was going to come and not just come on this person and leave, but the Spirit was going to come on this person and remain and stay. And I know you might be like, so what does that matter? I want to tell you this. 
because the Spirit stayed on Jesus, it changed everything. That Spirit that then stayed on Jesus now also dwells inside of us, and it changes everything. And you might not understand that yet right now, but guess what? I'm not going to tell you till the morning. Oh, yeah. Changes everything. Changes everything. But I'm going to tell you tomorrow morning more of why. But I want you to start here. The biggest difference in this declaration, the spirit, the sovereign Lord's spirit is on me, is a crazy declaration. Not just came upon me and left, but stays with me and remains on me. That Jesus said these words about himself. Changes everything for you. Changes everything for you. And we're going to be exploring these next two days of why that declaration that the spirit of the sovereign Lord remains on Jesus impacts and has impacted your life. All I will say as I end tonight is this. What if there's more? What if there's more flavor? What if there's more substance? What if there's more weight to what you've already experienced or what you already expect? We'll discuss some of that tomorrow morning. Who's timing me? How much time do I have? Four minutes. Come on, that's good, right? Can I get my four minutes back tomorrow? Can I add it to my time? Let me just say something. Let me just say something. I feel like this side is more happy that I'm here tonight. Like, I feel like every time I offer you, guys like, yeah! But then there's a few over here who's like, you know what, Pastor George, like, you talk too long. I feel like some, huh? I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. How much time I got left? Uh, two minutes and three minutes. Fifteen seconds. Two minutes. Two minutes. Fifteen. Three minutes. I love it. It's good stuff. All right. So we went from regular pizza to Chicago style pizza. The spirit of God didn't just come on Jesus and leave. The spirit of God remained on Jesus, and it changed what? Everything. And I'm going to tell you about that tomorrow. So for night. Father, I pray that you would bless your children. I pray that the joy of the Lord would be their strength. I pray that they would have fun, but in the midst of them having fun, that you'd also open their eyes and hearts to how much more of you you want to reveal to them this weekend. Uh, Lord, I pray that as you blew my mind away with the creativity of your food, that you would blow their minds away with how much you love them, how much you've already accomplished for them, and how somehow you can take the ashes of life and make things beautiful. Reveal yourself to us throughout our remaining time that we have together these next two days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.